Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. So technically his birthday is was yesterday it's all week baby yeah it's all month actually it's, january it is. Yeah, january bu- is yeah. kaleo's birthday yeah i book it completely for this we reason. have had quite the holiday season starting from november 29th uh is that when we took off to cancun <laughs> yes. wow <laughs> it has been non-stop action and um concerts and travel and yoga and pepper shows and family and holidays and this is why you haven't heard any Rebel and Muse podcast for We've weeks. We've been playing hooky hard. We haven't been playing hooky. We've actually been like <laughs> engaged in so many things. Yes. Right. Yes. Also so, known um, as playing hooky. But, you know, off to 2019 and here we go. Yes. Yeah, so get ready for some really exciting podcasting um, episodes that we're going to do for this next year. This year we will be celebrating. It's not for um, maybe... 35 episodes but still it will be this year we're gonna have our 100th episode so we're gonna do something really fun for that maybe have a a big event or something so keep posted on that we'll do the countdown to 100 Mm -hmm, absolutely and i can't wait to um you know 2019 is going to be incredibly uh, i would say an elevated year and elevation (laughs) is the word for this year last year was motivation and mine was alignment yes but we've decided on joining a word together yeah. on this one so we're we're sharing we're co-parenting a word this year co-parenting a word, really <laughs> yeah we're oh, sharing oh a word and it is it is elevate or elevation and the reason why we're choosing this word is we want to take everything to the next level so we want to take our our health our personal health to the next level mm-hmm. we want to take our relationships with um, our loved ones, with each other, with ourselves, with uh, our business associates, everything to the next level. We want to take our businesses to the next level. Music, everything. Everything. Yeah, so it's um, it's fun to do it this way. We've had our own words for years and years, so this is nice. It'll be, I would say, talk about your alignment from last year. And your motivation <laughs> yeah, from yeah, last my year. My momentum. Yes. yes. And, uh, and then joining them together for this Elevate elevate 2019 yeah very exciting and then the funny thing is is after 2019 is done you have 2020 which is gonna i already know what that is focus oh because it's like perfect vision it's perfect eyesight it's like when the world has perfect <laughs> eyesight it's 2020 <laughs> that's pretty clever i know right <laughs> so you might have heard an extra giggle in here <laughs> we're really excited to have our first of all our dear friend katie lalicata um, but we've known, okay, so let's go, let's go back and dive into how we know Katie. So at my yoga studio, I used to have a dear student and she grew up with you since you were in utero, I think like yeah. you shared boat slips. Yeah. <laughs> Explain so that. Our parents, our lovely hippie parents lived on sailboats. So while she was in the belly, I was in the belly and our moms were living on boats next to each other. And it's crazy because although I've known her my whole life and we've gone on family vacations and stuff, we were never super close friends. So when I moved back to San Diego 
in 2014, she was like, come to my yoga studio with me. And it was just like, what a cool connection to this tribe that I love so very much. So that was 2014. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then Katie joined our yoga teacher training program, which happened to be the same one that Kaleo was in. So you guys were in the very same um, same tribe. She's my buddy. Yeah. 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 She's my YTT buddy. Our 200 hour. And um, that class still to this day has been... Nothing but phenomenal. Pretty amazing. Yes, nothing yeah. but phenomenal. Everyone there was was perfectly there. Yeah, it was all who needed to be there, mm-hmm. who's meant to be there together. Well, it's a it's a process that changes your life. You open up Pandora's mm-hmm. box of just goodness. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's very transformational. Mm-hmm. We had a hot teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you and you and Danielle really really brought such an uh, I would just say an amazing. Life-changing situation with your teacher training program that True Nature and Yoga Ocean Side does, and Thank living you. a lot. It was incredible, and me and Katie are living proof. That's why we're so awesome. And I think if, for those of you out there listening that may have not taken a yoga teacher training program yet, it's very, um, like we said, it's very transformational. But you also get so close to your fellow teacher trainees because you're not just diving into how to teach yoga. You're basically diving into um, a personal transformation and journey that these beautiful yoga teachings and sutras and studies um, allow you to dive into. So everyone at the end of it is so close. And so therefore, this is how we know Katie. Yay. Mm-hmm. So after that, Katie um, became one of our yoga teachers. So she teaches at our studio right now, which we'll get to in a little while. She's on a on our sub list because she's on a, a little hiatus, but that's we're going to push that on the back burner for now. So Katie is a wanderess. Yeah. She goes all over the place. She likes to travel the world. She loves to surf. And let's go in. Let's start this journey in um, you going to Costa Rica. Yay. So, yeah, when I moved home in 2014, I changed my whole life, which needed to happen. You know, it, things happen for all kinds of reasons, but I changed my whole life. I left LA. I came home for a job and I was excited to start a new career and I didn't realize it was seasonal. (laughs) So after six months, I was like, I don't have a job. What am I doing? And I, I'm going to go to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And so I bought plane tickets to Costa Rica. And as soon as I got there, it was just like, whoa, this is where I meant to be. You know, I think we're all searching for meaning or purpose. And as, as soon as I was there, I was like, I'm meant to be here. And whatever it is I need to do to be here, I'm going to do. And so I'd always thought about teacher training and you get there and there's a really cool yoga culture in Costa Rica, not to mention the lush jungles and the warm water and all just the really kind expats and locals. So uh, I tried not to come home and my mom was like, oh, no, 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 you're coming home. (laughs) So I I came home and and ever since then it was was just kind of a fast track. And I say fast track because that's really important as to to where we are now as to why things stopped, I think, all of a sudden. But I was on a fast track to get back there. So I'd gone back and forth for a few months, and then at some point I was like, I'm moving there. So I think fall of 2016, I quit my job, I packed up my stuff, and and I moved to Costa Rica. Uh, what was it that draw that drew you there in the first place? What were you completely besides drawn waves. to? Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, um, I, I really fell in love with the 
the simpleness of not so much like the people in their minds, but the simpleness of life, the, the, the quality of living versus a quantity of, of things. And that really just spoke to me in, in deep ways, I think maybe that have always been intrinsically woven in, into myself. And, and that resonated with how I want to live my life. Things move slow when, when you're sitting with the trees and with nature. It all starts to like seep into your being and you're like, whoa, like we are this. And, and we live these lives that so often pull us away from, from that groundedness. Uh, everything moves really fast around here and, and you have to work to make money because life here is expensive and it's just different there. And I, I found that very true to who I am. You know, and I, I wanted to pursue a life. Yes, obviously we need money, but a, a life that that was more focused in um, not so much monetary things. I, I found the simpleness of the way people live there really, really attractive. And the jungle nice. just, ugh. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> roll over like a doggy in the grass. The the jungle, everything's alive. The leaves, the bugs, the crabs, the monkeys, and it's cool. It feels good. So in your it was soul. just ingrained in you. You were you were hooked. You wanted to go. I think so. Yeah. I can't. There's not logic. I could talk about sparkles and rainbows and like yes, that it just it felt right. You just knew. Yeah. yeah. So when you came home, you decided to quit your job, but you need to work a little longer to save up money to move down there. How was that transition of? I want to live in the jungle. I want to surf in Costa Rica and and give up everything that I have here to coming back and being forced to to go back into that fast pace and make some more money and have a timeline of okay, I need this amount of money before I can go back and pursue my dream of simplicity. It was hard because coming back here, although I've lived this way my whole life, cars and noises, it 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 was overstimulating you know and 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 not in like a good way you know nature stimulates in one way and and it, it to be around lights and sounds and cars and tvs and all that it, it was a big shift it's a jolt out of nature totally but in that same breath, uh, I have so many amazing people around me. I have such a wonderful, supportive family and friends and a tribe that, that even though, you know, life brings challenges, it, 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 you just go with it. And mm-hmm. so you, you fall back into the groove and you feel loved up. And Which we'll get more into coming up. <laughs> but now, okay, so you came back, you made your money, and you moved down there. Yes. Yes. And how long were you down there in Costa Rica at that point? Not long enough. (laughs) I was down there for 10 months. Wow. That is a long time. Yeah. And in that time, would you, so let's say some of of the listeners out there are interested in doing this. Do you have to, you couldn't get a visa or you didn't get a visa, but you're able to leave the country um, every three months and and then come back in. So tell us how you did that. Yeah, so it's pretty easy and, and you meet a lot of other people doing the same thing while you're down there. So you get good ideas and it's not like, oh, I have to go do this. It's like, ooh, woohoo, like a three-day, four-day, week-long road trip to Panama or to Nicaragua. We were in the north part of Costa Rica, so it was pretty easy to pop pop up north for a few days. You get to surf new waves and drink some rum or different cultures, you know, and, and there's other people doing this. There's like a cool Facebook page from the town I was living in where you can hire shuttles for border runs. That's what you call them, border, border runs. Run. <laughs> I love it. So who's due for a border run? Yeah, everyone, totally. Yeah. Awesome. Party time. So let's cut to Nicaragua. You went down there and and fell in love with what? 
the waves, mm-hmm. the culture, the people. Same or different? Different. Mm-hmm. Different for sure. There's In the southern end of Nicaragua, there's a lot of similar similarities but the further north you get the more the more old world Nicaragua becomes I don't know if that's the right phrase but you see a lot more people living with even less of of these luxuries and amenities that we have tourism I can imagine yeah Mm -hmm. less tourism and and Costa Rica is rad but there is a lot of outside um, expats or other cultural influences that have come on come in and kind of created the Costa Rican culture uh, which makes it lovely, and there's no army there, so that's an interesting dynamic to to a country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicaragua recently, not recently, you know, several years back, had a really violent civil war. So there's are a, they still in that? They are not. It ended, I I, I want to say, in the 80s, and yeah. and so they they've been growing as a tourist destination, as an economy. There's been so much positive there since that civil war ended. And, and just to meet the people, you know, people that just uh, are kind and loving and smile, even though they don't know maybe where their next meal is coming from or they've never driven in a luxury vehicle, you know, and their, their lives are still full. Mm-hmm. So you went down there on, um, what is it called? A border run. On a border run. Or maybe a visit to go yeah. visit a little surf camp. And you decided to buy property down there. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's so after I went on a border run, I found my way into Nika and I was like, ooh, like I like it here. I went back to Costa Rica and I was in the, the waves or the lineup or walking to the water one day just chatting with, with a friend that lived in, in the community in Nosara where I was living. He was like, oh, well, you like Nicaragua? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it there. And that's when he asked me, have you been to the north? And I'm like, no. He goes, come. And, and he owns a real estate company in Costa Rica and he also owns one in Nicaragua that's really just scratching the surface of being developed and so I went up there and and I'd wanted to live in Costa Rica and it's it's not affordable for me at this point in my life and there are a lot of people there and there there are definitely more rules and so when I found this place it's um just just 30 minutes west of Chinandega, which is the biggest town. It's called Aceredores or Aposentio, depending on who you're talking to. The wave is the boom. If there's anyone who surfs that's listening, that's the wave. <laughs> uh, but it's just untouched, and it's beautiful. And I just went there, and I was like, yes, this is. I can buy property here. I can start my life here. Like I'd always wanted to start uh, some kind of community. I love bringing people together, and so my my plan was like I can live in Central America I can teach yoga I can open bungalows and a lot of people are doing that in Costa Rica and it's really cool but to go somewhere where nobody's doing it or maybe very few people are doing it and get in at the ground level and really help shape a community and and the vision of tourism and and how that tourism is going to impact that community is even more exciting so this community is actually uh, different parcels that people from around the world have purchased. And this is what you're talking about. You're getting in the ground level of building something. Because isn't there um, a couple of guys from Spain that are going to do something? There's someone who's doing a coffee shop. Um, you're going to have a little surf bungalow yoga place. So all of these things are creating that community that you're talking about. 
They are. And and that's not to negate the local community. There are, mm-hmm. you know, a handful of Nicaraguans that have lived in this community for generations, you know, for years. This is where their grandpas, grandpas grew up. Um, but the, the expat community where you start to see shifts um, in development or mm-hmm. or in tourism, providing people with um, economic funds that they never had before, which which as change or development can be good and bad. And I like the way this community is doing it because it seems like a lot of mindful people that care about their impact. You know, they don't want to go in and completely culturally wipe out what exists. They really just want to add to to the essence of, of what is there. Beautiful. Yeah, that's always refreshing to see back in Hawaii too when, mm-hmm. when developers come in, but they want to hold the integrity because for so long, for so many years, you know, it has not been like that. Yeah. No, I have a good friend who studies international development and sustainable tourism and she likes to focus on communities that really do a good job of integrating i mean the things we don't think about but when you get to these rural communities you know they don't have trash pickup because they don't generate a lot of trash because a lot of your food is brought in on a truck and you buy it a few days a week there's not plastic bags you're not at target buying toys you know you don't you're not consuming so you're not creating garbage and then when big hotels are built or when tourists come in you know now you're you're bringing products and things and and generating a lot of trash well where does that go you know we're so blessed here in this this lovely country that we live in to have things like that you know trash just goes away where away is is a completely different conversation (laughs) we come from from Kona where we still have a dump yeah trash doesn't get picked up you have to take trips to the dump right and And that's how it has always been since we grew up Mm -hmm. the dump is still not away too so much of that Mm -hmm. becomes part of the soil anyways so while I was there in March 2018 one of the last days of my last trip in Central America, um, the trash truck came through the town and it was it was just cool because it's the first trash truck ever to come through this area and it was a project that someone had worked on really hard for a long time so to get to see the effects of that, of people being given jobs and, and the caring about the earth is special. I love it. So you came home with these plans to... Um to basically work and make more money and then go down there and and build. And before we get into what stopped you, let's start with what what was out of your control the first time. Basically, there's uh, all the unrest is going on in that area right now. So you weren't even able to go back, basically. Joke's on me. So I went down there and I signed for my property and, and literally two weeks after I signed. Wow, that was fast. Yeah rapid super rapid the the country exploded in political unrest and it had kind of been a long time coming because the general consensus with the president who's elected but essentially is a dictator is he's uh, not being very good to the country and so people are unhappy with the way things are going and about two weeks after i signed for my property violence exploded in the streets and it's calm down now there's a lot of conversation about is Nicaragua safe is it not safe and it really is and to a certain extent it was never unsafe Uh, the government doesn't allow um, peaceful protests and so the educated youth came to the streets being really upset about some social security reforms that the president was making and about a handful of just other things that made them unhappy in general and 
the the youth were taken down by armed militias uh, and the youth were unarmed and that battle went on pretty heavily in the streets between the protesters and then it became part of the private sector because the president started bringing more taxes that that nobody could understand and so that carried on I want to say maybe through like July or August and it was kind of a scary place tourists were never the target but there was definitely violence and I think to this point maybe over five or six hundred Nicaraguans have um, been murdered Uh, but that has since really mellowed out and they're hoping for elections soon because the people don't want to fight they don't want another civil war they want um, a democratic system to get a new leader and create a new better way of life for them in the future so this totally held up any development or any ideas that you were going for your property oh yeah so instantly my brain i was like okay like life has a plan like okay i i really wanted to travel more you know to other parts of the world i haven't seen before i started my business so maybe this is an opportunity to do that and to work on my business plan and get finances more in line so i was trying trying to find the silver lining the positive for sure right and then dun 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 oh my gosh so then you had a little accident i had a big accident mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. (laughs) But but before we go into that, I'd like to uh, reiterate this. You are one of the most active people I know. You are constantly in the ocean. Surfing, surfing. skating, whatever it is. I mean, Katie's on the go. Yes, traveling, volleyball, all of it. You cannot keep her still. She's she wants to Unless travel. I'm in she a want, hammock. And yeah. then I'm like, I like I like to be still. Well, even in Costa Rica, <laughs> as much as you were being still, you were still out there planting trees and yeah. saving the turtles and doing whatever you could to be active. And I'm not sedentary by any means. Yes. Right. And so this incident happens. Even my job. Sorry, I moved from my job too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had the genius idea of riding a one wheel. And what and, and ex- is a one yeah, explain, wheel? Explain what a one like wheel is. Like a unicycle? Is. No, and that's what people <laughs> think. It's it's like a skateboard deck. Maybe you know what an indo board is. Yes. So it kind of moves mm-hmm. similar to that with the fulcrum being in the middle of the long side of the deck. But it also kind of moves like a hoverboard where you're literally floating above the asphalt. And it's also... Uh, mechanized? It has a motor. It's so you turn the us. motor on and then you get on it. And typically you would think someone's thought processes would be to ask how to get off of it. Right. But that was not my (laughs) thought processes by any means. How do you get off of that? Hmm. Sounds terrifying. I'm like, you don't. (laughs) Or you crash land. She's like, Like, basically you don't get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's definitely specific instructions that many people are given before they get on and there is kind of a way to get off of it if you like walk with it as it's moving and your gait matches the speed of this thing like nah (laughs) you know like the asphalt's hard and I I learned that lesson really really thoroughly it was a traumatic fall I've seen the video it's not cute your leg (laughs) went away that I've never seen the leg go before at the knee yeah knees bend forward and backwards and my knee bent sideways like a a good solid perfect 90 degrees Mm -hmm. oh and you can see this on the video (gasps) yeah I talk very like casually about it but yes I was in the parking lot of um, a restaurant that so there's 
footage. Yeah, so yeah. I've watched it a lot, and that's how I'm very clear on exactly how I spilled. Because I think in my brain, it was pretty dramatic, and our bodies go into shock super quickly to protect ourselves. And, and so I don't remember actually feeling so much pain. I think I just was scared and overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. like I, I hurt, but I didn't realize like how... Actually, I smashed my wrist super badly when I too. I broke both bones in my arm right near my wrist. And at the time of the fall, I didn't even know I'd broken my wrist. Like, that's how instantly my... Oh, so you're focused on the knee. I watched my yeah. knee go every angle in the wrong direction. And then and then my arms fell back behind me to catch my weight. And you can see in the video, Cam, uh, from the restaurant, when I go to pick up my leg, that's and I, that's when I remember seeing my wrist and my hand was stacked on top of my arm everywhere. A hand oh, shouldn't gosh. be. And I was just like deer in headlights, like, oh my God, I broke my wrist. <sighs> so Thanks, when you when you go from complete motion who you are in your everyday life and what you do now you have a situation where you're stopped completely yeah now this is a really interesting thing and it's because you know where we live now um and when i say that it's 2019 where we live now we are in a constant state of emotion where basically no one really takes time to to settle down or to find silence um in a sense now that you are dealing with this silence how was this transition of the katie that was in constant motion to the katie now that is in no motion wow Again, hard, but I I have learned and I keep learning and you find when life gives you challenges or things that are outside of your control, as most things are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you choose how you respond. And so we have control of ourselves really and nothing else. And so my choice was to just dive deeper into my spiritual practices and really kind of be grateful and that sounds crazy whoa you had this gnarly severe injury um but i can focus on that and that sucks okay now moving forward like what good can come from this and and so to occupy that place is really what kept me afloat and and kept me positive and and so many good things have come from this it's actually only been good so your body breaks and then it heals you know i'm so grateful it wasn't my skull or it wasn't my spine or it wasn't something Mm -hmm. really life-changing that would keep me from doing the activities i love forever but you and you also i'm going to rewind just a little bit back to explain how um how intense this was so let's say someone has a fall they get taken in an ambulance to emergency and immediately they go into surgery, it's fixed, they start the healing process. This did not happen for you. No, so my wrist bones start to heal pretty quickly. So I did get to see a wrist surgeon within the first week around there and I had wrist surgery and and, um, so that happened pretty quickly, but my knee meanwhile is in a leg immobilizer brace where they essentially, wrap it up so it doesn't move and knowing now what I know it would have been like take your leg out and bend it because knees are supposed to bend but my knee didn't actually bend for a whole month by the time I was able to get an MRI and and navigate the wild web of insurance and Mm -hmm. see a surgeon my leg had been sitting straight for a month and it was like oh my god you have to bend your knee 
you know, my arm is in a cast at this point, uh, up to the elbow, don't move it because it's healing, practicing finger stuff. So I went through two months of pretty intense physical therapy, even before my surgery, just to get my knee to bend because it, uh, the joint stiffens and then a lot of scar tissue develops and other things happen, the muscles atrophy. So before she even did my surgery, and because I had a cast on my wrist and they put you on crutches after they uh, fix a knee, they didn't want to do surgery until my wrist was strong enough to crutch my way around. Right. So they didn't even, first of all, if you were to, if they were to have you see a surgeon right away or a specialist right away, you would have had um, better guidance, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, bend the knee, let's do this one, let's do that surgery at this date. There was a lot of waiting and uncertainty and um, not knowing what was going to happen or when you were going to be healed and what that even was going to entail. Yes. So basically you were just facing the unknown Mm -hmm. and knowing that you couldn't move. Yeah. So now we have motionless uh, body and emotionless mind as far as... Not even like a, what am I trying to say? Not even a plan yet. Right. Or an idea or a timeline. You were just waiting Waiting. and waiting. And I mean, this was, for those of you listening out there, this was... I mean, it's going to be traumatic for anyone, but especially someone like Katie who runs up to you with puppy wiggles anytime <laughs> she wants to, to give you a hug. Like yes. there's so much movement in you. Yes. And this brought you down to a screeching halt where, I mean, I came over and, and washed your hair for you while you sat in a chair. Your your mother is bathing you. I mean, this is, oh, you yeah. had so, um, so little that you could actually do yourself. Yeah, and it's all on your right side. So there's no cooking, there's no writing, there's no typing, Mm -hmm. there's no making music, you know, and I was going on one morning, I can't do this and I can't do that. My mom was like, are we going to have it can't day? And I'm like, but I can't, like, I'm not even (laughs) pouting. It's like physically things I'm unable to do. And can we use that by the way? Are we having a can't day? (laughs) Um, Let's not skip over that. Are Are we having a can't day? Of course, your darling mother says that. she's the nicest. She she's speaking of bathing me, my angel. I'm a grown ass woman, and let's be real, my mom like bathed my naked body in a bathtub, and that's where the sense of humor comes in. You're like, well, I could be angry, or I could just put on. <laughs> so I called it baby making music. I put on like my Al Green Shade, and I'm like, now nah, let's take a bath. <laughs> oh my I god, Katie, like like oh. right off the bat, I just have to tell you, like I am so not only proud but i am i'm inspired and encouraged by it because i i do think about i do think about you know a lot less injuries that i have um that send me over the top as far as like how about this it's really fresh me losing my voice for some shows that sent me over the top and everything was still fine it was one of those things that it occupied my mind so much now granted it is my profession yeah. and it, it, there is a lot to go with, but it is one amazing feature in life how perspective can r- really shape things up pretty quickly for someone and everyone thinks that their burden is the most important and then you actually get to see something that or listen to a story about something that pulls things into more perspective of how grateful you know one should really be in a moment like this and this is what is inspiring me you are inspiring me and i hope you're and i hope i kind of know that the listeners are listening to this are just going wow this is incredible 
So thank you so much for just being able to break it down the way that you are right now. And I think also you're one of the most positive people I know, but there has to be, I'm sure there was some point where your positivity and this unknown finally you're at a place where you're just like you know what fuck it this sucks i'm not going to be positive everything sucks right now i'm going to have a can't day like how often did you feel that in the beginning especially when you didn't have a plan yet on your your healing process um i would think not so much in the very beginning because it was all just coming at you so much and then after the wrist surgery kind of sitting around there's a day or two where you're just like can i say that word oh yeah yeah, (laughs) i already did fuck me like (laughs) dude this sucks like you know you're in pain and 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 everything is uncertain like you said and you just don't know and i i think in general anything in life that not knowing Mm -hmm. is the hardest and you just feel super overwhelmed and super bummed out and your perspective isn't like i'm lucky that it's just my pelvis your perspective is like i want to go surf and this is dumb Mm-hmm. And you know, boo and you, hoo. <laughs> and you don't have an answer by no. a doctor saying you can surf in six months. Yeah, it's like right. I you don't know, kind of- maybe a year, maybe more. And you're like, great. So basically, everything that I enjoy doing, everything that is me, is now unknown if it's going to happen again. You're like orbiting Earth without any like deadline to get down. So I just okay, I'm out here floating. Yeah. Now what? So you have days like that and I write. And so I think for me, my writing, even like chicken pack at this point was like a nice outlet just to, to work through those feelings and, and, and get them out and understand that like some days, like there is no peace. And I think that's with anything in life, not with healing, you know, with positive people or, or people who have really good, solid spiritual practices. Like we're humans at the end of the day, we're these magical divine beings, but we're also human. And so we're going to have days or moments that are harder than others and where we do feel down. And, and so many things that I have learned in my yoga practice have, have benefited me through this time. But it's those times when you're down where you have to remember to be the most gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, I have amazing tribe around me that, that has just lifted me up so lovely during this time. And what? you said diving into your, your uh, yoga practice, but you're not able to do the physical asana part of yoga. So tell us more about that. Um, well, breath, breath work, and I mm-hmm. teach some restorative classes, which, which is everything. The, the goal of yoga is enlightenment, to, to bring the body, mind, and breath into one place. And so you can be so physically present in the moment that you feel bliss. And so I did meditate a lot. I smoked a lot of weed. Let's be real. <laughs> you have to use. Did you, oh, did you take CBD as well? I did okay. all of it, you know, and I, I'm not like a big cheese fried greasy food person. And I know I think a lot of people when they're injured, they're like green juice and all that stuff. Like that wasn't me. I was like, I want pizza for breakfast and I want a burrito for lunch because food makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to find something that makes me feel good. And, and yeah, yay food. Yeah, anything that would bring you to to comfort, basically, because you're so um, you're so out of your comfort zone. Everything is just completely changed and upside down. So, what another question that I have for you is: when you were not in a positive place, when you're more in a I hesitate to say darker place because I'm not in your brain, but when you're less positive or you're feeling the funk. And you're just, um, you're needing to get yourself out of it because, you know, I know that when I'm in that place, it tends to spiral and, you know, you start, what you focus on grows. 
So let's say you're focusing on the fact that you can't surf. You're going to look up the surf and see what it's doing that you can't do. And, you know, that kind of sometimes can bring people into a spiral. So what specifically are some tools that you were able to use to get you out of that? Well, I think one thing that, that I practice often, and maybe it's subconscious because I've learned about it, but it's this yoga concept called Pratipaksha Bhavanan, and that means cultivating the opposite, you know? And so whatever whatever you're experiencing, if something bad is happening and you don't like that anymore, we have the power within ourselves to like shift our minds and shift our attitudes and completely focus our energy on something different. And I think this, this goes along with the yoga saying, you know, like as the mind. So the man, if you believe you are bound, you are bound. If you believe you are free, you are free. And so it was just really shifting my energy away from I can't surf. I like mentally surfing went off the plate. Like I didn't even wake up and think about the waves. I don't think physically, mentally, energetically, I had it in me. And I, I, I have experienced this weird thing where our, our minds switch when our bodies can't do what we want to do to protect mm. ourselves. But it was really, I, I, I surrendered. And this is another yoga practice or a parigraha letting go. You know, I let go of, of, whatever it was beyond me, you know, I wanted to surf, but I don't have control of that. What do I do have control over? Like what I think about today or doing research on something that fills me up or Mm -hmm. calling a friend and talking about something they really enjoy. So just shifting my energy really into a space of gratitude, which is also really a nice yogic concept. We, We have so much to be grateful for especially living here in america wherever people live if you live in an industrialized world like even on the worst day of our lives like we probably have a bed we get to sleep in or we probably have food in our fridge or we probably have access to modern medicine in case something awful happens so even on the worst day of our lives like it's really not so bad and so so focusing on that and knowing that it could always be worse and we are so blessed um, that helped. So I guess tools is, is really practicing gratitude and it's a daily practice. Huge one. We have our lovely friend Shauna, who I know you interviewed, came, came to me, came to all of us at this really wonderful time. She offered a course for mm-hmm. free and that was probably one of my darkest weeks of this whole process. And I, I just love her and respect her and it was like, whoa, you know? And mm-hmm. so that really helped shift just the first few days of that, just to like enter back into that space of gratitude. And it's a daily practice. You know, I don't wake up always like, woohoo, but it's like, okay, today, like, what do I have to be grateful for? And and if you're in that space, literally write down three things. Like you wake up and you're like, oh, well, my mom called me yesterday. I have a mom that cares about me mm-hmm. or my toes are worn because I have socks on my feet. It can be really, really simple. Or like, cool, I've got great hair. You know, it doesn't have to be anything magnificent. And that shifts your energy. Like if you're not thinking about the negative things that you're experiencing, they like go away. Mm -hmm. And also so many good things have come out of this injury. You know, I'm going to go back to work where I was working. I'm still going to Nicaragua, but I've had this opportunity to slow down, forced stop that screeching, that, that big rush I was getting in to go back down south wasn't serving me. So life stopped and it was like, it gave me an opportunity to shift my energies onto things I wanted to do maybe that I wasn't carving out time to do like pursue you know virtual work that I can do anywhere on the planet so I can make money while I'm gone Mm -hmm. so just so this concept of slowing down because this is the opposite of what we knew Katie to be Katie was a go-getter Katie was gonna do this this and this and what has slowing down taught you or what what gift 
has slowing down brought you? I like to go slow. You know, we go so fast and we miss a lot, I think. And so in in moving slower, you're able to be more aware of the beautiful flower that's growing on the side of the road or the birds that are constantly singing in the trees. And, And these parts of me, I think, were really awoken, awakened. Yeah, awoken, awaken. I know what you're saying. Those those they things. They came to life. They grew, they blossomed. Mm-hmm. And and so to be able to have those parts of my life back living here was really powerful, you know, just just giving yourself that time to be with yourself, to be with the silence, to be with the pain and not push any of it away. That's that's where growth comes from, I think. That's where healing happens of of all kinds of things. You know, it's hard to grow when you're constantly accelerating or always at your peak you know think about like a little seed in a shell it's still and it has to traverse a lot of movement to grow and and maybe that's the pains or the the healing of traumas Mm -hmm. but being still is a really underrated quality and it seems like you were searching for that stillness Mm -hmm. somewhere else and not seeing it here because of the the faster pace because of the 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 society you know it is different than what you're experiencing down in Costa Rica that you're really drawn to and Nicaragua and being able to find that here i can see in you there's there's a sense of peace and calm so i think maybe you're not finding it physically in this space but you're finding it within I think you nailed it. I, I was definitely, I mean, we're all searching. What are, you know, mm-hmm. if we're not searching for purpose or passion, trying to blend those and make these wonderful human experiences even more cool, you know, what are we doing? And I was searching for sure. And I found that there and I hadn't found that in myself here. And so, so that's been maybe one of the biggest blessings of all of this, a peace in myself that that runs so much deeper than finding that peace far away from my family and far from my home and thinking maybe only it exists there to really watch it integrate into my being here mm-hmm. uh, has has made me much happier, you know? And, and, and although I do foresee a lot of my life happening down there, I never really wanted to be here for right. whatever reason. And now it's like, gosh, there's so much good here that that for whatever reason I wasn't being able to completely absorb and that has shifted a thousand percent I love it so now you found that peace within yourself and you can take it wherever you go yeah basically that's really really exciting but with that being said now with this time to slow down you've created a plan and now you have a plan to create this beautiful vision that you have down in Nicaragua well, and the plan is even stronger than it was before. And this has resulted because of one of the worst injuries, you know, of my life, one of the worst things that could possibly happen to a person, the pain and the surgeries and the fear. Um, but embracing all of that has given me an opportunity to grow, to learn, and, and to create a better plan, a stronger plan, and, and has just really opened up my life to a new path where the sights are different, but they're, they're equally beautiful. I love it. Um, the, the one thing I want to ask you too, um, alongside of the Western medicine, I, what, what did you call it? You call it the, the insurance web? Oh my gosh. Right. So, um, and, and with the insurance web, I love those words, by the way, you were, uh, of course you were given the opportunity to take whatever 
pain pills or whatever medications that we they would provide you also stated that you were taking um you know some thc and some cbd and which by the way if you are interested in cbd revelin muse has a code at flower of life or folcbd.com type in is it revelin muse 15 mel revelin muse right and you get 15 and you get 15 percent okay so um what i want to do is beyond beyond the cannabis was there anything else um, in like a, a naturopathic uh, way that you were using um, alongside or uh, in preference to what um, what the doctors were giving you pharmaceutical-wise? Yeah, I don't prefer the pharmaceuticals. They definitely help with extreme pain and there's a reason they exist. Um, but at some point, yes, THC is lovely. And, and also the CBDs, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. So, so when you're sourcing something, anything really, but particularly CBDs, I think it's important to, to educate yourself about the product because the CBDs that are sold in Rite Aid are really different than something that maybe comes from a more boutique style company. And, and for me, the CBDs that I really enjoyed were topical creams. So obviously you have an injury and, and you, you want to work on the scarring or, or the tissues, cupping, you lovely humans, let me borrow some cups that are so good for, for, um, bringing oxygen to the cells and, and, uh, just really waking up the areas of the knee that weren't getting great blood flow. Absolutely. You were also using some cryo technology as well that we had at the house too. Yeah. And that's a so all of these tools, you know, in um, in cooperation with. I, I always love the the whole term both and. Be, yeah, because favorite. yeah, right. Because <laughs> we're we're able to live in a not only time and space reality of it, but we are um, we are able to access both. You know, um, uh, a naturopathic version and western medicine um philosophy so it was it was nice to hear that you were using the cupping and you were using the um the, the cryo and i was just wondering if you're using any acupuncture or anything else or continuing any kind of of uh naturopathic vision while you're still on the mend in a sense absolutely i love acupuncture i believe in it i haven't found my way back into it yet but yes i'm continuing to use the cupping regular and my physical therapist is rad because he says he has all these voodoo methods but they definitely use cupping in my physical therapy office so that's cool and the cbd oils are a pretty regular like nightly treatment and and icing it's like a ancient ideas but right, right. <laughs> it's the best painkiller there is <laughs> if it's numb you can't feel it and it doesn't hurt <laughs> cool thank you for for answering thank you that. so much katie i am so excited about um hearing more about this nicaragua experience that you're going to be creating and seeing you healthy and back in the ocean in a few months and katie is actually going to be um we're going to be introducing her as part of our rebel amuse um, team basically yeah. she's going to be helping us out with social media and our our newsletter and so we want to get everyone to know her her name is katie lalikata and she has a blog called salty and so check her out there it's all about her travels and and everything and you can get to know her a little bit there before you meet her virtually on revel and muse Awesome. Katie, um, I'm so inspired. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk about this incredible event and all of these perspectives that um, that you've shared with everyone. Thanks, Katie. Yay, thank you. Love both. you. I love you guys too. All right, you guys. We'll see you uh, next Monday. Peace. <laughs>